You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You'll be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Good morning, Montgomery County. As the Charles, Texas Boogie Woogie. Jake, the engineer, putting that out. I got a very special guest with me here today. You can't look at her yet. She is mesmerizing. She is effervescent. She is almost said tantalizing, but no, I'm just trying to rhyme with mesmerizing and effervescent. Can't say tantalizing. That's kind of, whoa, hello. Uh, what could it be? It could be... Um, I think mesmerizing was, was the right stop one. stop it there. I think that I, she will take your breath away with her intelligence and beauty. There you go. But we're not going to go there yet because it's my time right now, folks. Hello. It's been a week since Friday. Jake, the engineer in the house, rocking and rolling. Jake's got a sports show today from 1 to 2. Tune in to old Jakey Poo about sportsy poo information. Call in, send messages in. He's a good dude. Um, Fox Sports Network is recruiting him like crazy. And rumor has it he gave in and said yes. I hope not. That just means that he's no different than than colon cancer Copernic, and he's just going for the money. He's just going for the money. He's not going for the people that love him and need him, which is the community of Conroe and Montgomery County. That's okay. He's got to pay his bills, I guess, you know. No, he's not like colon cancer Copernic. I got to get food on the table somehow. He's got to get food on the table. (laughs) Folks, he is not like colon cancer Copernic. That was mean. That was bad. That was pretty low, even though I was joking. That's hard. But anyway, I digress. Good morning, folks. It's Wednesday morning. Hello and good morning to Splendora. New Caney, Cleveland, Kingwood, Humble, down there, Tamina, the Woodlands. Oh, yeah, the Woodlands. Spring, Magnolia. What's up, Charlie Riley out there in Magnoliaville? Montgomery, New Waverly, thriving metropolis of New Waverly. Willis, Conroe, right here, Conroe. And then you can't forget my personal favorite, Cut and Shoot. Don't pick on me because I will cut you and shoot you. Cut and shoot, Texas. We're men are men and sheep are happy. But that's another story. Again, I digress. I told my guests I saw her out morning this mo- outside this morning. I'm like, I am on a roll. I am ornery. My horns have popped out. I do not have a halo. I have horns. I'm bad today. And she's just looking at me like, yeah, buddy. I don't know what she's thinking. I can't decide. But anyway, so folks, we're going to have a wonderful guest come on and it's going to take up about half to three quarters of the show. It's a very, very stormy topic. It's a very um, hot topic. Uh, I'll tell you more about how we're going to handle it in a minute, but I need you to tune in. It does have to do with the Montgomery County Animal Shelter. It does have to do with some um, alleged uh, wrongdoing on the parts of some individuals that work there. I have not researched it all myself. I don't have any proof of everything. So what we're doing is this has become a hot topic. So I'm giving a voice to the people involved. Should the animal shelter director, uh, people involved want to come on next week, please do. This is fair and balanced. No, I'm not stealing that from Fox News because Hannity's a goofball. I don't like him anymore. Um, but we are fair and balanced. I don't choose sides. I personally, when this is all said and done, will probably have a hardcore side. I already have a feeling on some certain uh, topics of this discussion, but that's not my job. My job is not to influence you, the community. My job is to bring people to you so that you can get involved. You can ask questions and, and you can choose to get involved or not. And there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody may go, you know what? Not my battle. I got to go help people that are 
taking over from Harvey or recovering from Harvey. And that's cool. Not everybody has to pick up every single battle just to be in a battle. I don't. Just like the colon cancer Copernic and the NFL players, that's not my battle. I haven't watched a football game this year. Won't watch a football game this year. People want to talk about freedom of speech? Exactly. Men and women have died so that they can protest. Not on the job. That's my, that's my thing. You go to a restaurant, somebody raises a fist, black power, white power, Mexican power, or says the flag of America sucks. They can be fired. They can be terminated. Take it to the Supreme Court, and it'll be upheld. You can be fired. You're representing somebody, and you have a certain code of conduct. If they have, have, have told you about that code of conduct, you can be fired. I've worked for a company where I've seen people terminated because they posted some stupid stuff on Facebook. Hey, they did it. They knew that that was part of our, we were, we were representing the company we worked for. So they were terminated. So my point to you is Roger Goodell makes 40 something million dollars. 46. Five men, five men controlled his job, don't they? Six. There's a six man committee. Six man committee decides how much money he makes and if he keeps his job. So my question is, it should be every single NFL owner or it should be a board of directors like any corporation. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. And I don't think it should be behind the owners. I think it should be a board of directors. You have a board of directors? Here's the deal. If I'm a board, if if I'm the CEO of of, of a corporation, and let's go and compare. I don't know how many employees. Let's say that the NFL has 20,000 employees. They probably have that between between the teams, the players, and all that. Would you say that, Jake? Say that again? 20,000 employees in the NFL, if you include, like, the teams, the players, all the if, way, if you make it like a like a whole corporation. All the way down? Yeah, probably. Uh, maybe a little less than that. Probably closer to 15,000. Okay, so let's say I'm the CEO of the NFL. And there's 15,000 employees. That is including the teams because the teams have to answer to the NFL. So when you think about it, even though the NFL owner says, I'm the owner, he answers, he or she answers to the overall NFL decision. So six owners decide how much money he makes and whether he keeps his job. But yet that corporation, the NFL, is losing money huge. Papa John's is thinking about pulling their their sponsorship. Other people are pulling their sponsorship. Tell me that any other corporation, ExxonMobil, tell me they wouldn't fire their CEO. Tell me Spirit of Texas Bank, Wood Forest Bank, Energy, whatever, wouldn't terminate their CEO or make that CEO come under and have a policy that is good for the client the customer we're the customers we're watching we're paying to go to the games we're buying the coke we're buying the beer we're buying the cap that says texans so you listen to us we say fire them make them you know so it's not freedom of speech when they're on the job in my opinion that they're that they're protected under yes freedom of speech before the game after the game on the concrete outside the stadium on their house on the corner at the mall whatever not in uniform but what do you guys think, man? If you're listening in, send me a message on Montgomery County Lifestyle. I'm not going to argue with you. Hey, I, I respect the people that think I'm an idiot for feeling that way. I do. I just, I just want to see what the difference is. Don't people just scream, men and women died for their freedom of speech. That's their only comment. My comment is not on the job. That's the only thing. Not on the job. When they're on the field, they're on the job. And they're offensive to the people who are paying their salaries. I mean, we have rules and regulations here at Lone Star Community Radio. Do There's certain think- certain things we can talk about and we can't talk about. And if we do so, you know, we, we get in trouble for it. I start spewing, you know, racist comments and I start talking women in a derogatory way or, or gay people. What do you think would happen? You'd be fired in a heartbeat. Goodbye. Let go. Be be banned from the, you know, from the cops studio. called if I'm here. Yeah. So. So I'm just curious what you guys think. Now, don't not going to get heated. I'm just really curious what people think. Because I think that America is just going to hell in a handbasket for years and years and years. And the left, truly, it's not a matter of Democrat and Republican. It's a matter of of ideas. Or excuse me, ideals. There's a difference. Ideals. Opinions. It's a difference in morals and integrity. I can sit here and tell you verbally what I think. But then there's people out there that want to come beat me up and kill me. Because I'm so terrible and I'm a racist. Wow. Lighten up. You're going to have a heart attack, man. You know? I'm still hanging on the fact that people are hurting from Harvey. I'm still hanging on the fact that I spent 15 days at MD Anderson 
and, and with my dad and my mom. And I see people that can hardly walk and don't have a hair on their head and they look sunken in and whatever. And we were laughing and joking. There's a place of hope. I see, saw people crying. I saw people laughing, you know? And so we're worried about all that stuff. Just don't watch the football game, you know? Go, a, go walk a dog at the Montgomery County Animal Shelter or the Conroy Animal Shelter. On a, a positive note, right before we go to break, uh, what's that shirt you got on for, for all of our viewers? And don't forget, you can go and uh, catch the replayed version of this on YouTube, Channel 12, and now Channel 21 down in Houston. I know. Uh, but, yeah, what, what, what's that Boot Walk 2017? Boot Walk 2017. MD Anderson had their second annual this past Saturday, 1.2-mile walk to give cancer the boot, to raise money for research, to raise money for, for some of the people who can't afford the care. My dad walked 1.2 miles carrying a sign he got from Charlie over at Signs, et cetera, that was kind of worded wrong, but what he meant to say was, if you ever have cancer, MD Anderson is the place to go. It said if you ever had cancer. He meant have cancer. And he was picked up by one of the TV stations. He was picked up by MD Anderson. Of course, I blew up. 500 photos myself, and he's in probably 100 of them. And we raised about $2,600. Our goal was 5000 I raised my 1000 gold thanks to you people. My dad's about $100 away, so if anybody wants to donate some money to my dad, he's $100 away from his $1,000 um, goal. And we walked it just to bring awareness. And I walked alongside people that were walking in memory of, and that's sad, but they were happy. I walked alongside old people, young people, men, women that were survivors. We walked alongside... A little kid who last year had brain cancer, couldn't talk, couldn't walk. This year she was talking and she was walking. That's awesome. Oh, dude, it was freaking goosebumps. Hello. <laughs> and I was Boudreaux, folks. Boudreaux, you better be careful. Boudreaux may be called into Harris County. Oh, boy. Boudreaux, who's a Montgomery County boy up here, he was he was loved and adored by those people down there in, 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 in Harris County. He made it. He was a selfie king, and, and, and Boudreaux wasn't asking for it. People were just grabbing saying, can I take a picture with you? And, of course, Boudreaux's like, yeah, buddy, you know. So, anyway, that's what it was. So, hey, we're coming. We're going to go on break. We're going to come on Nathan Erzati. When we come back, we're going to have Suzanne. Suzanne is a rescue, foster, advocate, involved person, physically involved. And she's got some pretty hardcore, I don't want to use the word allegations because that sounds like finger pointing, but she's got some hardcore things to talk about, uh, specific to One Dog Kringle, but to a lot of other stuff. So stay tuned because you want to get informed. You want to find out if this is something you want to be involved in and get more information. Nathan Erzada, Montgomery County Lifestyle on Low Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. All right, folks, we are back. Get that boogie-woogie music going on in you. And you are listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizati here on Lone Star Community Radio. What is that, folks? That is Conroe's FM 104.5. On your dial, FM 106.1. It's a circle around Conroe. You can't pick it up in Houston. You can't pick it up in Cleveland. It's local community radio. But you can always tune in at home or at work at www.ir. That's for internet radio. LoneStar.com. 
You can download the app off of uh, Google Play and, and Apple's I, uh, iTunes, whatever. In fact, somebody messaged me that they had downloaded the app. Um, and you can always watch us later on the YouTube channels and on Channel 12 Sunlink next week. And has it already started Channel 21 in Houston? It'll start officially next week. So we, we are taking everything that we've got this week going on, and it'll broadcast next week. And that's Channel 21 in Houston, and, and I forgot the name of KVQZ or something like that. Yeah. That, I'll post it on Montgomery County Live. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get the uh, correct information out on all the uh, social media. So, folks, think about that. Your little bitty local community radio is on local FM. It's on YouTube channel. You get to see us and my wonderful effervescent guest today. I won't have her stand up because she's got a moth problem. You know, those jeans that moths have been eating up. And then you'll have us on Channel 12 suddenly here. And then you'll have Channel 21 in Houston. We're pretty bad. We're tough. So let's dive right in. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my wonderful guest, Suzanne O-Ring. Is that how you say it? That's it. That's what I thought. Suzanne O-Ring. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks. It's Great day. It's great being here. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. And you were just bouncing outside when I was hollering at you across the street. Where is he? I hear him. Where is he? Well, how can I not when your attitude is so <laughs> far in inside of you? It's hard not to speed up when he's going a million exactly, miles an hour. Exactly. I'm in a good mood. Let me tell you, I've been herding cats for like three or four weeks. You know what that is? Herding cats? Can you imagine a room full of cats and then you have to herd them in one direction? What are they going to do? They're going to go crazy, right? Yes. I've been herding cats. That's my mom and my dad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are y'all listening? Sorry, Elude and Vitrant. They might be listening. No, because my dad can't drive right now. So mm-hmm. I'm driving and he just, he, he can't sit still. He wants to go run errands all day long every day. He just loves to be out in the sunshine. That's great. Loves to see people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is great. He's, he's cool. She's cool. Suzanne, we got a hot topic, man. Tell me a little bit about you and your background. Give us a 60-second background on you. Oh, 60 seconds. Well, um, I've been volunteering off and on at the Montgomery County Animal Shelter for several years now. I've always done it my whole life, but when I got here, I definitely got more involved. Um, I think just walking into the shelter and you see the plight of all the animals there and just the seriousness of it and the problem we have here in Texas in general um, really kind of spurred me on to want to do more. So I started volunteering there, walking dogs, uh, working on the photo team, whatever, whatever needed to be done, I was there, or at least I tried to be. Um, Then you start getting into fostering because you see they need help. And sometimes that's the only way these dogs can get out. So you start doing that. And then I ran into a wonderful lady with a rescue up in Minnesota. And uh, together, her and I said, you know what, let's do something more. And we said, we're going to start doing transports and get these dogs out of the shelter and get them up to Minnesota where they go into great homes. And And stop right there. Why do so many people up north come down here to get dogs? Those of us that aren't in it, we don't understand it. You know, I get asked that all the time. It is truly um, a question that almost none of us can really answer well. However, The problem in the South, particularly like Texas, Georgia, you know, all these Southern states, we're a warm weather state area, right? Um, We don't always have the state laws for uh, spay and neutering. We tend to leave our dogs out more. Um, It's just a different lifestyle. So it breeds the fact that these dogs are just being let run loose and, you know, oh, hey, it's Texas. It's just a way of life. But up in these Northern states like Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, the Northeast, Um, you can't do that. So they have definite laws to protect these dogs from being outside for one because of the weather. Um, And a lot of them have stricter straight uh, spay and neuter laws than we do. So they tend to take care of their dogs better and kind of, you know, uh, really treat them as pets and just take care of them as opposed to, oh, it's just a dog, let them roam. So when they see our- It's kind of like our old Wild West type mentality in a way. It is. Because I can be honest with you. I remember as a kid growing up, I had a lot of friends that had dogs that were 24-7 outside. Yes. You didn't think anything about it. Absolutely not. And I don't want to step on any toes here, folks. Come on. It's the way I was raised. It's my Mm -hmm. personal attitude. I'm not trying to change you. But now you got people that will lose their freaking mind and (laughs) steal the dog or call the cops because that dog's outside and it's too hot. I get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe there is a big, gigantic bowl of water in the shade. Maybe not. Maybe it's turned over. But what I'm saying is, 20, 30 years ago, you didn't have people losing their minds like that. Oh, absolutely. It's a way of life. It yeah. was a country dog. Yes, yeah, so it was a country dog. And that was, you're right. It was just the way of life. But now, you know, 
things have changed. That's a lot of it too is with like these dog fighting rings, right? I mean, that that's played into it because, and also social media, we see it. It's being posted. 30 years ago, we didn't see the problem. Right. Now we see it in our consciousness everywhere. People are videotaping, Facebooking, whatever, and you see it. And it's, it's a topic that spurs people onto their soul. It's a, you know, it's an injured animal. They want to help it. So it really speaks to people. So when they see it, oh yeah, it's everywhere. So now it's definitely in the consciousness. Well, I can tell you this. <clears throat> if I want a big following, I need to find a way to make all the animal advocates in America <laughs> follow my page and be good to them because the animal advocates, you know, you go to these, the, the shelter pages and there's like a hundred thousand likers and followers. Oh my God. It's insane. Oh yes. But oh my God. And I'm saying this lovingly. So again, folks listening, Suzanne can tell you, I'm looking at her. I'm being silly, but I'm being serious. You guys are crazy sometimes, meaning that you can have a faction and it sucks mm -hmm. that you'll splinter left and right over an issue when you're both just as passionate as, um, as the next. And, and and so that's sad when that happens because we saw it happen, what, a year or so ago? Oh, yeah. A year. And I got thrown into it. I was just trying to make the person who was stealing the show mm -hmm. go away. And mm -hmm. But yet his followers thought I was against him and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I just wanted one person to shut up and get away and let you guys handle it. Um, so that's the, that's the sad part of it. The good part of it, when you guys unite, you can move mountains. Oh. You're one of some of the best advocates for the animals, but for anything. You We're, guys are passionate in life. Well, that's what drives you. I mean, you know, what's that saying? Don't ever talk about politics or religion at the dining room table, right? Because everybody <laughs> has that passionate side. You're never right or wrong, but you're passionate. Right. It's the same with animal advocates. You know, they don't have a voice for themselves. So, yes, we are insanely passionate about our cause. Yes, we get crazy on each other and all of that. But you're right. When If we could come together, mm -hmm. because the passion is the same, we have the same end goal. We may have different ideas how to achieve it or different things we want approved or what have you. Um, but if we can get together on it, we can make change and right. make a difference. Right. And that's, you know, one of the people I work with up in Minnesota, um, his tagline is together we save. And I have really learned how that is playing out the longer I get into all this, because I can't do it alone. Yeah. No one can do it alone, right. but together we can make changes yep. for, for the, for this cause. So. Well, and, and, and I'm just going to touch it one more time, because depending on who listens to it now or, or the replay, because I hope that you guys use this YouTube video. If, if, if you like what you're able to say, use it to your benefit, mm -hmm. use it to, to teach, to train, to, 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 to show what you're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And that is simply this. For the people who haven't earned the right to get involved, don't get involved. I want to give you guys a voice. I want to give the other side a voice. If the shelter people want to come on next week, bring it. Let's come on. Let's talk. Um, but it's not a matter of trying to one-up each other. It's not a matter of me trying mm -hmm. to give somebody more than the other. I don't want to be involved other than giving the community mm -hmm. a chance to hear about what another part of the community wants to talk about. Back before, I felt like the issues were getting hijacked for political purposes. Yes. I felt like that one or two or three people were getting involved to make a name. And here's what's funny. I haven't heard those names <laughs> since then. I haven't seen funny them how since that happens, then. Huh? Gee, they kind of walked away. It's kind of the same thing being in the Lions Club. Mm -hmm. Right before election, everybody joins the Lions Club and they mm -hmm. got their, their Lions pin and badge on here. And then they got the I'm running for office over here. The election comes and goes. And guess what? I won't say it on the air, but I can tell you right now, three people that I haven't seen, but once every couple of months yeah, because they didn't win mm -hmm. and they're not there, but I bet you they'll be back when they run again. Oh yeah. If they ain't digging ditches every day, if they're not scooping poop. Like you guys are walking, <laughs> then they should just shut up. Right. And we're literally scooping poop. That's yes. what I mean. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. What do we got? One minute, one minute to break. Suzanne, tell us real quick in 45 seconds, we're going to go to break. Tease the people. What are we going to talk about? Are there some bad things happening? There are some bad things. The main thing I'll talk about is people may have seen some posts lately about this dog Kringle. And he's just one of a number of dogs that this has maybe happened to, but it's just a severe amount of neglect on the care for this dog and the dogs that come into the shelter from time to time. And really when you hear the story, um, you know, nobody's gonna wanna stand for it. Nobody's gonna want their dog to ever be treated this way. And so we wanna make sure that this gets out 
and his whole story. And it involves Texas A&M as well. Okay. So, so we're going to take the break, but let me ask you this real quick. Folks, listen up. Is your goal to just cause trouble and get people in trouble and raise hell? Absolutely not. Is your goal that if what you're saying is true, that people just wake up and help make a difference and, and from, from internal shelter and volunteers that's, just kind of help change the that's process? That's all we want. We want to make it better for every dog that will still come in because we know there's going to be a ton more. So you're not crazy trying to shut it down? No, I don't you're want to You're not crazy trying to just get people in trouble? Absolutely not. You want to be an advocate? Yes. I want the dogs in there to get what they need to be done. Outstanding. All right, folks. We're taking that half-hour break. No, Eric, it's only going to be two or three minutes, okay? He always <laughs> texts me and says, you're going to be gone a half hour. You're listening to Montgomery County Last with Nathan Erzati on Lone Star Community Radio. Go get some water. Go take a potty break. We'll be right back. Attention, movie lover. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. All right, we're back. We're Ezra Charles Boogie Woogie. Suzanne is dancing in her chair. Don't worry, Suzanne. I won't show you on camera. Oh Suzanne is she's Suzanne swinging is, back and forth in that chair, she though. She is, dude. Let me tell you what. She's got them britches on, you know, them jeans where the moths have been eating on them and the stuff. I love walking to people going, oh, my God, you have a moth problem. Like, huh? What, what's, huh? Your, what's your deal against these jeans? They got all the holes cut out in them and it's stuff. It's stylish. But they pay 50 bucks for a pair of jeans oh. that have been ripped to shreds. Yes. Well, then why don't you start making... Go to the resale <laughs> store, get a pair for 10 bucks, and rip them to shreds. I've done that. I've Maybe totally I need to do that. that. <gasps> I can go buy them for Money $5, rip idea. them to shreds, and sell them... All jeans, $20. Yes. Just $20. And I make $15 on each one. Hey, folks. Well, now we all know your secret. Well, it's cheaper <laughs> than your $50. <laughs> all right, folks, we're back. We're having fun. Suzanne said that we're having fun today, but we got a serious topic. So we are going to get serious now. Um, and, folks, if, you, if you're listening to this live, send some messages in or, or write down some comments. Go to Suzanne's Facebook mm -hmm. page. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to agree with her today, but listen. This is her chance to talk about some stuff. Again, Shelter management, if you want to come on and talk about stuff, this is, I'm in the middle. This is the community's voice for the community. Suzanne, tell us about Kringle. Okay. Tell us what happened. And, and try, to, try to hit as much as you can with any kind of validity. People are going to pick apart what you say. Mm -hmm. We already talked about that. So just tell us what you, what you dealt with, because you had to see this unfold from from day, well, almost from day one. Yes, it's, it's a sad story. So the way it really started where I came involved is on a week ago Saturday, a volunteer who was up there walking dogs like she does every Saturday. Um, she took this dog for a walk and it really, it, it pulled at her heart. The dog was severely emaciated, um, could clearly see that his hip, his back hip was out of joint, could barely walk, was moaning in pain. And it just really captured her heart. Let me back up real quick, folks. I apologize. I couldn't set up the video here, but we have video of this dog being walked at, at the shelter. Both at the shelter and at my house. And at your house. Mm -hmm. And yes. And so it's my fault that you're not seeing the video, not hers. Mm -hmm. This dog looked like something was clicking in a hipper. Yeah. It was like something was catching. I could count every rib. And what's sad about how dogs are so stoic, this dog was so loving. Oh, God. Yeah. He wanted to be so loving, but he you could tell he was hurting. Oh, he was hurting. But so, so yeah, so she, she saw this and it really spoke to her. 
So she was the one who put out the plea on Facebook for this dog. And that's one of the problems that we'll get into. But so she put out this plea, help, you know, this dog needs a rescue or, or what have you. So I saw it like we all do in this crazy animal rescue. And I shared it with my rescue and they said, oh my God, immediately go get that dog. Do not let it suffer. Just get him out. So I made arrangements with the shelter to go pick him up Monday morning. Um, they're closed on Mondays, but you can still go pick up dogs. So Rescues and fosters have that. Res yeah. Rescues and fosters can pick up Monday. Absolutely. So, and I also, I wrote Aaron Johnson, the director, and said, I'm coming Monday. Obviously, this dog is sick. Can I please have all the medical records? Because rescues want those records, right? Because you're going to spend your money to take Exactly. To the We're going to spend a ton of money, and that's fine. But we just need to know what you're dealing with. So I asked him for that. And I got there and um, walked in the door. And one of the kennel techs that I know there was like, oh, who are you here for? And I said, I'm here for Kringle. And he's like, thank God, this dog has been sick for weeks. And I said, really? And he goes, yes. And so he's like, well, let me help you carry him to the front. I said, oh, he needs to be carried. And he said, yeah. So when the rescue coordinator came out to meet me and give me the paperwork, she said, oh, no, 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 no. The dog can walk. And so that was the first red flag to me because I hadn't put eyes on this dog yet, but I was concerned where this was going. So she went back and got him, walked him to the front, and my first impression of him was, oh, my God, how is this dog alive? I mean, he was literally a walking skeleton. And as you said, as you can see in the video, um, his walk and his gait was so bad. There was, a, as we say in country, there was a hitch in his giddy up. There was a definite hitch. I mean, just painful. So she gave me the records, gave me the dog, and I immediately took him straight to Bear Branch Vet. Cause I knew there was something wrong. I needed to get an assessment. Um, as soon as we were out the door, I just basically carried him to my car because he couldn't even, he was in pain. He was moaning. So took him down to Bear Branch. When I got there, they said, oh, we remember this dog from last week. And I said, oh, do you? And they said, yes, he was brought here for a back hip x-ray on his hip, which the shelter did order. So I said, okay, that's good. And they said, um, you know, when he was here, we noticed he was sick. And we made a call to the shelter and said, hey, we're offering free services because we know there's something wrong with this dog. And some vets will gladly do that when, you know, they will offer their free services if they see a dog's in need. And especially there must be a relationship. Yes. Intertwined between the shelter, the rescues, the fosters. Everybody's trying to, to come together, even though it may not be a direct relationship with the shelter. Y'all are part of a circle. Absolutely. Okay. And Bear Branch Vet, they do have that relationship because the shelter will use them okay. for all of our outside funding. So, yes, they know each other. We frequently send dogs back No one's and forth. trying to one-up each other. No. You're just trying to take care of the dog. Absolutely. Okay. And that was the vet's point. I just want to offer help and services. I can see it. Um, apparently, he was turned down. And the authorization that came from the shelter was, no, you have the right to x-ray, and that's it. Did we ever find out? who, or at least a position, and did we ever find out why? And did we validate that on the shelter side? In all fairness, we do not know who the lady from the vet did not know who she spoke with. Right. She just knows it was a lady. Right. That's it. I mean, they talked to so many people exactly. all day long. Um, you're not forecasting there's going to be a problem, so you're not going to go, give me your name, your phone number, exactly. your date of birth. Exactly. Right. And not. I think it just caught the lady at Bear Branch kind of off guard, and it was like, hmm, but... So, right. you know, he was seen, he, he went on, but I kind of made that mental note. I was like, okay. So we saw him and um, it was clear to the doctor from within the first few minutes, the doctor said to me, there's no way this dog is going to make it through the night. And I said, no, 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 no. We're going to try all we can. Like, what do you think it is? What do we have to do? Where are we going with this? And he had said he thought it was possible distemper at that time, which we did take a test takes 24 to 48 hours to get that back. Um, and in the meantime, I said, doctor, me and my rescue are standing by this dog, whatever we need to do, help me. So we immediately pumped him up with IV fluids, antibiotics. We did everything we can. Um, and he sent me home with him. And he said, you call me if you need anything. And he's, he's a great doctor there. I'll just say Dr. French, you know, <laughs> he's, he's fantastic at, at Bear Branch. So I was very thankful for them. Um, got him home and it was 
heartbreaking. I can tell you, my kids, my husband, they see, <laughs> we have six dogs, but I also foster five, six, seven dogs at a time. This one, I think, touched all of us because you had to carry him to the front lawn to go to the bathroom. And as soon as he did, he would fall on the ground moaning in pain. Couldn't even walk five feet to go to the bathroom. Um, I have pictures, I think I sent you that, you know, was like the plate of food he would eat. He wouldn't even eat. I saw that. And I was using syringes to get water down him. I mean, it was it was a severe yeah. case. Yeah. And we kind of knew what we were dealing with. Well, he was dying. We, we knew that. We were just, no, we're going to go all out and do the best we can. Um, he did make it through that first which, night. Which, let me back up for a minute. <clears throat> As somebody, I don't have a dog anymore. I've got cats. I know. Mm -hmm. Don't even go there on me. Uh, I inherited them. But one, one Sweet Pea, yeah, Sweet Pea I love. She's like my, my Bevo reincarnated. I'm a big dog. I have Bernie's Mountain Dog. Mm -hmm. Second choice would be a Pyrenees. Um, if you had Kringle for years and years, you probably would have known what it was, and you probably would have made the decision to put him down humanely. But you just got this dog. So that mama-type instinct, daddy-type instinct kicks in, and that's probably why you're like, oh, my God, no, we don't know what it is. Let's fix it. Absolutely. And that's what most fosters There's nothing do. wrong with that. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. Most of us fosters will go almost broke with our own money, whether our rescue is backing this dog or not, because that's how we all feel. We right. don't always know. You're right. We can only imagine the backstory that the dog's been through. And so you do. You protect it like your kid, like your own dog. And you're like, I am going all in and I'm going to fix right. this no matter what it takes. Um, even though we know the odds are against us sometimes. But so he made it through the first night. And I remember when my husband and I came out to the garage that morning, um, he actually, he opened his eyes. They were the bright blue and his tail was wagging. And that was like the first sign I thought, I've got this, right? I've got this. He's responding to me now. He's feeling better. We're going to fight this all the way. And then um, he started coughing up blood and it was pretty bad. And you kind of know in rescue when, Certain things are taking the turn yeah. for the worse. So we immediately, I called Dr. French and said, that's it. I got to get him in. Something's got to be seen. So we drove in the car and I didn't even put him in a kennel. He couldn't move. Laid him down. We're driving in the car on the way to Bear Branch. And I will tell you, it just, it really got to me because the dog, he, he came up behind me and put his paw on my shoulder and gave me a lick on the cheek. And like this dog had not moved in two days. And as soon as he did that, I heard fall backwards and his head flopped. And I just knew in that instant he was gone. So of course I go running into Bear Branch and I'm like screaming like a crazy woman, right? <laughs> and I'm clearing everybody out of the way where me and this girl are carrying in this dead dog. And so they rush him back and I could hear the vet in the back say, move, move, we're doing a a lateral chest x-ray. They got to see what's going on. And she came back to me in about a minute and said, this dog didn't stand a chance. And I said, what happened? And his lungs had at least a three-inch hole in his lung. And both lungs were completely filled with his blood. So basically, he was Drown. suffocating to death in his own blood. And his heart was also outside of his chest cavity. Now, I will say none of this is from any fault at the shelter. This is how the dog came into right. the shelter. Right. He wasn't injured there. He was, he was not injured there at the shelter. We, The doctor's best guess, it was probably from the car that hit him so severely, right. whenever that was, right. is what caused this trauma. So, you know, looking back at a story, yes, we knew, knowing now, this dog was never going to make it. Right. He should have been put down. Sooner from the day. Okay, but you're you're addressing the fact that that a lot of steps, a lot of things were missed along the way. Exactly. So you know, when you get to that point, now you're scrambling backwards right. to look at all the records and the procedures and the protocols, and that's where the story comes into okay. place. We got to take a quick break. It's the last one we got to take. When we come back, we're going to have about six or seven minutes. So let's dig down and talk about those protocols, those processes that you want highlighted that you feel are wrong that need to be addressed and fixed, or you need to be able to be made understand what's going on. Is that right? That's fair. Montgomery County Law School, Nathan Erzati. I've got Susan Ulring, advocate, foster, rescue, animal lover, on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back.
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio presents the Lone Star Radio Troupe. This talented cast will perform radio plays right here in the Lone Star Studios located in downtown Conroe. There will be a new performance every first Sunday of the month. And if you miss the broadcast, just go to Lone Star Community Radio's podcast or YouTube anytime during that month. Go to OurLoneStar.com archives to find the Lone Star Radio Troops' latest play that's available. This is Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's 104.5 FM and 106.1 FM community station. Find us on the web at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is a supporter to the performing arts in Montgomery County, Texas. I'm bootwalking, I'm bootwalking, my bootwalk t-shirt, cancer sucks, bootwalk, MD Anderson. By the way, thank you, Commissioner Mike Matter and Janie Matter. Your wonderful $250 donation to my dad's bootwalk team. He loved it. Shay Savage, Savage Construction. My friend, I got to hug you. Number one, I like hugging you. Number two, you like me hugging you. <laughs> and number three, everybody <laughs> likes watching this hug. No, um, she joined the team and put in $500 of her own. Oh, good. Yep, absolutely. And so many other people uh, donated and stuff like that. Well, we're still looking for it. another 100 correct? My dad needs about 100 or 150 something like that, to, to hit... A thousand. Come on, let's reach that goal. Yeah, come on, man. It's, it's listening to Anderson there. Research. They're yeah. listening. My dad walked 1.2 miles. What did you do Saturday? He was carrying a sign, too. I and sat on just, my butt, watched college football. He was like, let me see, from 20, <laughs> so 11, 11. He was 22 days post-op of a six-hour surgery, taking a six-centimeter by six-centimeter tumor out of him. Oh, my God. That's 2.4 inches by 2.4 inches. That was a big sucker inside of him. He's still going to have to have chemo in a month or two, but it's a lower dose, no radiation. He's got this. God's got this. Oh, my God. So, yes, yeah, what did you do Saturday? Hello. All right, let's jump back in. Let's jump back in. Talk <laughs> about Kringle. What were the processes, protocols? What do you feel is not being done right, slash? I know you're not saying cover up, but what what's going on? What do you what do you feel? What would you like the people to get involved in? What do you want the shelter to, to help you guys understand or to change? What, what, what's the deal? Well, yeah, that's where we go from from the, the story of Kringle to kind of what was missed for him, unfortunately. So, you know, when he was first brought in on October 17th, there's protocols and procedures, first thing, when the dog comes in. And these uh, kennel staff in the back, they're supposed to be somewhat trained to see a dog, assess the dog, see what the needs are. And it could be different in every case, right? They should have, um, obviously, clean gloves, between each dog, not just one glove, you know, for 10 dogs coming in, it should be changed per dog. And is that, is that, is that policy? I don't know if it's policy. It used to be. And that could be, you know, because the threat of what happened that day is that distemper was spread. And that's one of the concerns. Um, I know it is written in there. However, is it always observed? But that is one thing that needs to be upheld, you know, obviously. Um, When they observe the dog, again, these people, people should be properly trained because that first day it was clearly visible to anybody that this dog had an issue with his back leg. It wasn't just a limp, you know, I mean, you could physically see his spine. So on that first day, that should have immediately been brought to attention, walked up to either the rescue coordinator, the foster coordinator, the head vet, or Aaron himself, whoever is in that chain of command. It should have been walked up there and said, this dog needs an immediate plea. And what we mean by plea is um, one of the front office staff will take his picture and put it out on our MCAS pin page, Pets in Need. That way it gets to easily 30, 40, 50,000 people. And then, of course, we all share it. So that way it gets the dog's notice out. 
the rescues can then be notified and they'll go and choose to save this dog. But with no plea made, we don't know these sick dogs are back there. And so you want to, you want the plea because you might be willing to grab that dog even before the shelter takes medical attention? Correct. Or, in some so cases. You, you might be willing to say, no, 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 don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Shelter, we'll take the ball from here. Yes. In some cases, that works. And that saves the shelter, obviously. Some money and some time as yes. well. But if that's not done, then then you're saying that they need to. They need to yeah. get on there. And okay. yeah, so, it's, so it works in their favor to get these pleas out the minute those dogs came in. Okay. Because, and the more, the better. Don't worry if it's. One dog a day or 50 dogs a day. Let the rescues decide if they're going to exactly. get involved. Exactly. Because okay. they, we keep hearing, oh, that's not a rescue-worthy dog. Really? Rescues? I'm, like you said, rescues are crazy, right? We will take everything. Let the rescue decide exactly. if it's a rescue-worthy dog. Okay. So, so first thing, yes, it needed a plea that day. Unfortunately, this dog did not get a plea until the volunteer put it on 21 days later. Exactly. So that creates its mm. own problems in and of itself. Having a sick and injured dog in a shelter environment where all sorts of, you know, diseases are normally spread anyway. No fault of the shelter. It's, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. You do the best you can. You do, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's gonna so happen. the longer a dog sits who has a compromised immune system already, now it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Exactly. So that's why the quickness of the situation needs to be addressed. 21 days later is really unacceptable. Um, the second part of this is that really this dog did not get seen by the head vet until the 23rd, five days later. So again, he was administered no pain medication until five days later. So the problem with that is, again, let's take your dad in the hospital, right? He's sitting there in pain and you're looking at someone you love. It doesn't take a head doctor <laughs> to say, oh my God, let's get this some medicine. I mean, anybody in that shelter for five days who feeds them, who cleans their kennels. Anyone could have said, oh my God, this dog needs at least pain medication. If we can't get him to a doctor or an x-ray, the most humane thing is let's get him some damn pain meds. And so that that's a fault as well, is these, these kennel techs and vet techs, they really need to kind of be able to feel the freedom to speak up and get someone's attention and have one of those people in there, the head vet, whoever, pay attention to the dog's needs. That's what they're there for. Right. So the next part of it is on the 27th when he did go for his x-ray. And of course, we now know we're told that, you know, further services were denied. Um, the head vet made a decision to send this dog to Texas A&M for a neuter. Now, the Texas A&M, uh, what we do with them is we send some of our overflow dogs to get spayed and neutered. It goes to their teaching program, right, to teach the student vets how to spay and neuter. It's a great program. It really is. It helps out our shelter for costs on spay and neuter, but it also gives these students an opportunity to learn. So it's not a bad program. The issue is what the dog was clearly sick. We know the dog had a high fever, could not walk from a shattered hip, and was about 40 pounds underweight. In medicine, we kind of think in trauma, you, you deal with the trauma first and not the part that has nothing to do with it. Should have been denied. Exactly. Should have been sent away. So never should have been sent. Never should Definitely have been sent. Definitely should have been sent back. And never should have, exactly. So there's there's the question on AM side saying, why would you send me a sick dog? They should look at their program, but we should be looking at what well, did we need to send this kind right. of dog? You know, so that's where, you know, this dog was really not afforded his proper care or proper respect. Because really, if we would have taken the time on day one to make the plea, get him out for a proper x-ray, not just the hip, but like an x-ray, that doctor would have seen what was wrong with this dog and the humane thing would have went yeah. and happened day one. And that's what needed to happen. But 21 days of pain is not acceptable for any dog. We got about a minute. Mm -hmm. I know we didn't cover everything that you wanted to. <laughs> But to be honest with you, I think we covered enough for now. There's other times to come back on and talk. Absolutely. What can you recap about this? What, what highlights? Is there something you didn't hit yet or something you hit you want to recap in 60 seconds? You know, as a recap, I, I will say that there's a lot of dogs that come in to the shelter and our area shelters in desperate need. 
And for me as a rescuer, as a foster, we want to save them all, but we need to work together. If we don't have the support from the shelter to us, and if we as rescues and fosters can't work together with them, more are going to suffer this fate. And that is something I will not stand for. They don't have a voice. I will be their voice. Others that love animals will be their voice because if we treat our animals this way in this county or anywhere, what does that say about us as human beings? Right. So we need to do better. Well, I can tell you from the outside looking in, from long time past watching, what I see going on off and on, this is not necessarily now, but I have seen, I've seen shelter management. I should say management of any, any company I've seen, but mm-hmm. um, get standoffish and hide behind a door because everybody's beating them up. I see advocates out there screaming and yelling at each other and at, at stuff and, and, and it's not getting done. So it's time to everybody take a deep breath back off and work together. Yes. So let, let's see if they want to come on and talk. Maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I challenge everybody out there to get involved. If this is something important, you get involved. Absolutely. Don't know what that is, but get involved. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for working so hard, passionately for what you've done. There'll be a time to come back on and talk more. And next time, let's talk about some things where people can get involved in, in, in rescue and walk in and foster. How's that? Absolutely. Suzanne, Always a need. Thank, thank you, Nathan. you, I love seeing you. You're so much fun. <laughs> Jake, the engineer, thank you. Listen to Jake's show today at 1 o'clock. It's Sports Talk. That's the only show we got in Montgomery County. Sports Talk Radio is Jake. <laughs> Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. IRLoneStar.com. Download the apps. Thank you. Montgomery County, last time reminding you, channel your life. Go live it with style. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.